You are now listening to Yahweh the God of War and Peace taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy today's message and God bless you. Good afternoon. I want to welcome everyone to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh and Yahshua in the highest. Amen? Amen. All right, let's get right into this. Yahweh, the God of war and peace. Of war and peace. I actually kept my promise, you know, because usually I just change it up, change it up on you. But um, this is a, this is a message that um, God has given to, to a lot of veterans, you know, to a lot of people who believe that people who serve our great country, the free nations of the world, are somewhat bad, okay? When they're not, they're protecting our freedom, amen? And they're risking their own lives to protect our freedom. And what I want to do today, what God wants to do today, is He wants to show you that He is a God of war, but He's also a God of peace. He's also a God of peace. See, you can't have peace without war. Okay, and you gotta understand that you can't, there's no way you could have peace without war. Okay, war comes first, peace comes later. Amen. Amen. Now we know that we had um, in the first earth days there was a war in heaven, the Katabo. Okay, where Satan tried to take over. Okay, that's a spiritual war. There's different types of wars, but each war serves a purpose. Each war serves a purpose. I can't say that stress that enough. Each war serves a purpose. Okay. In this sense, and what I'm going to get into today is there's going to be spiritual wars. There's going to be wars of greed. There's going to be wars of keep my foot on my enemy's neck. Okay? There's wars of just political wars. Okay? People just, we live in a political time. Okay? It was more political than it's ever been. Okay? You got a lot of politicians playing chess. Um... When they should just be straightforward, transparent. Um, but even so, okay, we live in the greatest country in the world. And um, that can't change. That won't change. Because we, we will fight for our freedom in this country. We will fight until we can't fight no more. I know I'll fight for my freedom. I will strap on boots. I will strap on a gun. And I will go in the desert. It doesn't matter. I will fight for my freedom. Amen? If you don't fight for your freedom, something's wrong. Okay? Because it's your freedom. And without freedom, you can't have peace. Thus goes, without war, you can't have peace. Amen? So, we're going to show you that God is a God of war and peace. And I don't want anyone to hold on to the thought of, not just anyone here, but anyone listening to this across the world. I don't want anyone to hold on to the thought that um, Marines, the Air Force, the Army, um, the Navy, they're murderers. They're not murderers. Not at all. They protect where you live. They protect the world, okay, they're, they're the G.I. Joe in real time, amen, that's who they are, okay, so we give glory to God, because America's God's army, okay, you understand that America is God's army, and we're going to get right into this, let's go to um, Ephesians 6, we'll start with that spiritual warfare, I can't do this message without doing this, because you need this to do this message, okay, so Ephesians 6.10, Ephesians 6, 10. If you have it, say glory to, glory to God. Paul speaking, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, be strong in God's power. God is strong enough that when we are weak, he makes us strong. But he's saying be strong in his power. That means use it wisely. Use it wisely. Okay. 
Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the against the wiles of the devil. Now, a armor is for warfare, okay? It ain't for nothing else. You don't sleep in it, but when you're in war, you do sleep in it, okay? You do sleep in it. You sleep with your armor on, amen? You never take it off. You take it off, you're going to have a problem. have a serious problem. So put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Against who? The devil. Man's not your enemy. Satan is. If you love Jesus Christ, if you know Jesus Christ, the true Christ, man's not your enemy. The devil is. Understand that. And you can't see him. He works through man. But man's still not your enemy. He's not. The devil is. Know that. So know where to put your anger. Know where to um, put all your power into destroying him, not man. God going to take care of man. And he going to take care of the devil too. 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, of this world, the one we live in. It didn't say nation. It didn't say nations. It didn't say countries. It didn't say towns or cities or states. It said world. That means global. Okay? That means earth. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Where's the devil? He's in heaven right now. Okay? God has him locked up in heaven, but the spirit traverses the earth. Therefore, he uses man to get to God's people. He uses man to start wars. He uses man to cause all types of trouble. And I want you to see that. He's not, Satan is your enemy. Man's not your enemy. Man just got problems. Like we all do. So he has darkness. He's working dark magic, dark powers. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. 13. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Not half of it. Not just a piece. Oh, I like this piece. It looks good with my shirt. No. All of it. All the armor of God. Place it on you. All of it. I don't know no Christian person in the army who does not believe in God and Jesus Christ and wears the armor of God over the armor that America gives them while they're in the field. Amen. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. What evil day? The day that's coming. You think it's evil now. And having done all to stand. Stand what? Stand in preparation for what's about to happen. Stand in preparation for the enemy. For whatever's going on in your life. Meaning do never ever drop your guard. Don't ever drop your guard. When you drop your guard, that's when the enemy comes in. Okay? When you get lax, that's when the enemy comes in. And he says, oh, you're laxed, huh? You think I don't see you, huh? I wanted to go here. I ain't going to read this whole thing because you know it. But I, I'm not going to expound any further on this. But I wanted you to understand this. And I want you to know that you cannot fight any war without the armor of God. Amen. You must have it on. We're going to get into some wars. We just talked about the spiritual war. And you got to have it in spiritual warfare and physical warfare. Okay. Because this is your power. The Holy Spirit is your power. The truth is your power. The word of God is your sword. It's your power. You must use it. Amen. Don't be acting like you ain't got no power. 
If you believe in the name of Jesus Christ, use the power given to you. It is given to you in abundance. In abundance, use the power. Amen? Remove all things and anything that's festering you in your life. Remove it in the name of Jesus Christ. You have the power. Keep your peace. I don't got a problem with someone keeping their peace. God doesn't either. Because war must come before peace. And you will fight for your peace. Amen? Let's go to Exodus 20. Oh, we're back to the OT. Exodus 20. We're going to see what type of person you're made of. We're going to see what you fight for. What you fight for. Exodus 20, verse 13. One verse. You know, these are the Ten Commandments. The first five are civil. We're at the ladder here, though. Exodus 20, verse 13. If you have a say glory to, glory to God. Check this out. Thou shalt not kill. Period. Hands down. Hands down. And this is why most people say, well, um, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Marines, and the Army, they're murderers. They slaughtered all those people. Really? Really? No. They're protecting us. Amen. There's, there's a, the word kill here in, in the Hebrew is phonyons, phonyons. I'm going to say it again, phonyons, and it means premeditated murder. This is where they mess up at. I need you to understand that. The word is phonyons, okay? That's the mistake. They're interpreting the word kill wrong. The word kill in the Hebrew is phonyons. To do premeditated, meaning you thought about it, you had a plan, and you murdered with malice, violently. That's premeditated murder. That is the murder that God says when someone does that, they must be executed and sent directly to me. Because I want to judge them instantly. Amen? There's a difference. Our army don't do that. Our army has a mission. We go in. We see We see Hitler attack. What do we do? We go in. We fight. Because he's trying to take over the world. Anybody want to speak German? I don't think so. Amen? Right? We see Bin Laden attack. And guess what? The Twin Towers, the planes, all that stuff going down. We have them on our radar. And guess what? Anybody want to speak Arabic? I don't think so. Right? We see um, um, Japan attack. Anybody want to speak Japanese? I don't think so. Right? Want to be under that foot? No. They're murderers. What they did back then, I ain't calling them, let me be clear. I'm not stating that the people of Germany, Saudi Arabia, all the Arab countries, Asia, Japan, China, the Koreas, you know who you are over there. The Koreas, I'm not saying that they're all murderers. But what I am saying is, you know what you do. You know that you have a plan, a plan, an attempt on taking over the world like you want to. Okay? And the only thing stopping you is the free nations of the world who has a plan to stop you every time you try. Amen? You live in the greatest country in the world. We should not knock our soldiers at all, our veterans. That's why it saddens me when I see them 
have no nowhere to go or nothing to have. It saddens me. Every veteran should have a home. Every veteran should have a car. Every veteran should have an account full of money. They risked their life for us. Amen? Amen. Period. Hands down. Hands down. My grandfather, my uncle, okay? They're all veterans. The word phoniance here, again, to do premeditated murder like most of these wicked countries do. They put their own people in captivity and then they try to turn that unto the world. Okay? They try to take over. We're not having it at all. It's the army of God. That's a horrible sin. Okay? Usually, when you have a person or a country committing this heinous act of hundreds of thousands of or hundreds of thousands of millions of people murdering them through phonyants, they must be stopped before that evil spreads to the rest of the world. Amen? Amen. Some wars are for greed. Others are for power status. And there's some worlds, some wars just to keep the foot on someone smaller. Okay? There's religious wars, as we have right now. There's wars of money and greed. Again, I can't stress that enough. Okay? There's wars that are political wars. And there's wars that are civil. Okay? Never good. But sometimes necessary. So that the free nations of this world could remain free. And Yahweh's great hand and his power can stay upon us. And we can bless those that want to be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ with freedom. That's the freedom he gave. And guess what? We will fight for it. Amen? We will fight for it. We will strap up and fight for it. In Jesus' name. Let's go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 15. I'm going to pull out some things here for you. Because I want you to see. I want you to. We're going to translate this. We know this is. Uh, we know that God sends people in war. He sent Israel in war all the time. I need you to get rid of them. I need you to get rid of them. I need you to get rid of them. The Hivites, the Jebusites, the the um, the Gershites, the, the Blurshites. I'm just naming some names. It's not even a thing. The blow shot's not even real. Okay, but I'm just naming some things. But I want you to see this here. Okay? That God is a God of war and of peace. Because without war, we can't have peace. And I like my peace. I, I love my peace. Okay? First Samuel 15, 1, if you have a say, glory to God. Glory to God. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord Yahweh sent me to anoint thee to be king over over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken, listen close, and do. That's what that means. Thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. To the voice of the word of the Lord, Yahweh. L-O-R-D, all caps, is Yahweh. Sacred name there. And I will read it as such. Thus saith the Lord, Yahweh, Adonai, Yahweh of hosts. I remember that with which Amalek did to Israel. This is God speaking. He's saying, I remember. What does God remember? Why? I thought I thought God, when somebody does something wrong, if, if a long period of time go on, he'll forget about it. No, if you repent, he'll forget about it. If you repent, he'll forget about it. If there's no repentance, he ain't forgetting. So you're in trouble because God don't forget unless repentance comes in. Then it's wiped away. Amen. You got to repent. That means change. 
how he laid wait for them in the way. When they came out of Egypt, they were very vulnerable when they came out of Egypt. They had God though. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and women, infant, suckling, ox and sheep, camel, ass. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Timur, 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. Now, God said, go destroy them completely. Man, woman, children, infant, camel, ass, animals, everything. Leave nothing. Now, leave not one thing. Not one thing leave. Destroy them all completely. This is God speaking. Now, if you don't call this a God of war, I don't know what you call it. Amen? They, they, y'all ain't saying that because y'all like, I ain't getting sued with you. No one's going to sue me. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> like, I ain't getting sued with you. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Amen? All right, come on. <laughs> and Saul came to a city of Amalek and laid wait in the valley. And Saul said unto the Kenites, the people that are a problem, but at this time they're not a problem. Amen? So God, he's not wiping them out. He's saying... Get rid of them. Go depart, get you down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For ye showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So they cannot depart it from among the Amalekites. And they're very lucky that they did, because they would have been destroyed. But then God's plan wouldn't have been fulfilled because we need the Kenites to crucify Jesus Christ. Amen. You see how perfect God's plan is? It's perfect. And Saul smote the, the Amalekites from Havilah unto the um unto thou comest to Shur, that is over against Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. That's a problem. Problem one. He ain't listening. Amen. He's not listening at all. God told Samuel to tell um Saul to wipe out everyone, king and all. King and all. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and of the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refused that they destroyed utterly. Now, there's several problems with this because he's not listening. If you don't listen, you got a problem. If you don't listen, you can't be a commander in God's army. You can't even command your own life if you don't listen. Amen. You have to listen. You have to be obedient to God and obedience, not in obedience according to your way, but according to God's way. Amen. And if you have not learned that yet, you will in a couple more lessons. Not from me but from God. Then came the word of the Lord Yahweh unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me, and have not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord Yahweh all night. God already X'd him off. Okay? 
Because of what? Disobedience. Because he's not listening. He's not listening. How could Joe General, he who runs the whole army of God, not listen to God? What are you, stupid? Right? You, you have to listen to God. Amen? If someone calls himself a Christian and they don't listen to God, do you really think you have control of your life? Hmm? Do you really think you're going to be blessed by God? No. You're fighting a war that you can't win. We're going to get into a personal war here in a second. People are like, well, I should be blessed by now. I should be so blessed because I come to church. I, I listen to church. I read the Bible. I, I, I do this. I, I, I do that. But nothing working out for me. Because you're ignorant. That's why. That's a good word, right? Because you're ignorant as heck. Ignorant. Let me tell you why you're ignorant, okay? You're ignorant because you're not winning the war within yourself. Ignorant. Very ignorant. So how could God trust you to fight in another war where you can't even get your own war correct? Make sense? Hmm? Watch this. Sam was sad because he knows what's about to happen. That God ain't playing. 12, and when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel saying, Saul came to Carmel and behold, he set him up a place and is gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. Now, hold up. You can't be going down to Gilgal. You ain't no priest. Okay. You can't be going down there to try to sacrifice because um, Samuel's taking too long. Okay, you're impatient. People take it amongst themselves to do too many offices. You got one office. Just be an Indian, not a chief, right? Everybody wants to be a chief, though. Watch this. 13. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be, the, blessed be thou of the Lord Yahweh. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. Yahweh, no you ain't, no you didn't, you ain't performed nothing correctly, you did what you wanted to do, general, you did what you wanted to do, there's a place, there's several places in the Bible, in Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, and Exodus, where, and Joshua, where the people, God would say, do thus, 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 right, and the people do the opposite of what God told them, and God says, you could go fight them. I ain't with you. You could go fight those people. I'm not with you. Well, Lord, how come you're not with me? Because you got this going on in your life. That's why. Because you're fighting a war inside of yourself and you're not using my power to win. Amen. Somebody hear what I'm saying. After um, he's trying to convince Samuel that he completed everything that God said to do. Samuel says in 14, and Samuel said, what meaneth then the bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? If you go all the way back to verse 3, he said, get rid of them. And Saul said, they have brought them for from the Amalekites. Duh. Isn't that, was, isn't that who he was in war with? For the people spared the best of the sheep 
and of the oxen, to sacrifice unto the Lord Yahweh thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. But didn't God say destroy all? How in the world are you a general in the army of God? How are you a general over self? Over self. If you can't be obedient to self. If you can't be obedient to God. How? How is that even possible? Just putting on the show. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord Yahweh have said unto me this night. And he said unto him, Say on, with an attitude. That's exactly what it reads. He says, Say on, with an attitude. And Samuel said, When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel? Yeah, of the, of the Benjamites. Yep. And the Lord Yahweh anointed thee king over Israel. That's an honor to be the first king of Israel. And the Lord Yahweh sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. Consumed means to be no more. Okay? Consumed. Gone. How do you how do you fight your enemies? Huh? How do you fight Satan? When when a problem arises in your life, I expect you, God expects you, I expect you to beat it down. In the name of Jesus Christ. How do you fight your enemies? Do you let it fester? Do you let things fester? Hmm? There can be no peace without war. And God is the God of both. Amen. And if God lives in you, you need to be the Christian of both. Amen. Let's continue here. 19. Wherefore, then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord Yahweh? But did us fly, I mean, you saw it, you looked, you lusted after it, you fly upon the spoil, and did us evil in the sight of the Lord. It's evil to disobey God. It's evil to not do what's right in the eyes of God. It is evil not to be the head of your own ship. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. What, what world do you live in, dude? You got Samuel, one of the greatest prophets ever, who God speaks directly to, telling you that you're wrong. And yet still you're saying, no, I did what God said. I did. What? Delusion? Has to be delusion, right? Has to be. Has to be delusion. Let's see, let's, let's, let's humble him a little more. Then, then we're going to see what he says out of his mouth. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord Yahweh, and I have gone the way which the Lord Yahweh sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. You did not. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of things, which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord Yahweh thy God at Gilgal. Watch this. I'm going to say this to you. Listen to this before I even get into this part right here. Do not allow strong delusion to make you think that what you are doing is correct. Okay? Strong delusion comes from who? Satan. It only comes from Satan. Okay? It comes from Satan and God can place it on you too. Okay, but more, 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 most of the time, it's coming directly from Satan, 
Okay, strong delusion. It's coming from him to make you believe something. To make you believe that you're correct. To make you believe that you're right. Let the pride go, right? Let it go. Completely let it go. And don't have strong delusion. Where there's strong delusion, there's no wisdom of God. Where there's strong delusion, the spirit of humbleness is not there. Where there's strong delusion, pride races up and down, up and down, up and down. We can't live that way. Amen? Get making excuses after excuse after excuse. 23. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord Yahweh as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? You're saying you took all this stuff for to do burnt offerings. You're saying you took all this stuff just because because you want to please God so much. When the truth is you want to please yourself. 23 again. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord Yahweh as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? God wants obedient over sacrifice. Amen. He wants your love over sacrifice. Another form of love is obedience. Amen. Come on. Behold, to be obedient is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than the fat of rams. God don't want your burnt offerings. Hosea 6, 6. He wants your love. He wants your obedience. Watch this. Here we go now. Here's a problem. This is this is Saul. Don't allow this to be you. For rebellion, disobedience, is as the sin of witchcraft. What? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. You're worshiping the false god? When you are disobedient to God is witchcraft. That's how he looks at it. I ain't making it up. It's right here. And I'm reading from the King James Version. This, this can be translated to the manuscripts. I'm not making this up. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Are you a witch now, a warlock? That's what happens when you rebel against God, when you're disobedient to God. And stubbornness, uh-oh, most people are stubborn. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, meaning you can hear wisdom, but you will not change. That's straight stubbornness. And that's like when you hear wisdom and you won't change. It's like you're saying to God, I'm worshiping an idol. But God said, I gave you my wisdom. My servant spoke to you and you still won't change. Because thou has rejected the word of the Lord Yahweh He have also rejected thee from being king No more commander You will not command anyone Because you cannot command yourself Amen You lost that war against Satan well, I'm going to turn everything to a personal war You got to know that Okay You got to know that I'm all about um, tearing you down and building you up Amen That's what it's about Type of teacher would I be filled with the spirit of God, the anointing of God, if I did not tear you down and then build you back up to be greater for the service of the living God in Jesus Christ's name. 
You got to understand something here. 24. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord Yahweh and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Listen now. This is why Saul did it. He's saying, I feared the people. He's saying, you know these people. And the manuscripts is pretty clear. He talked, it gets even, it even gets into the conversation about how it says, you know these people, Samuel. You know how they, they can be so violent. You're the king, though. You're the king. Who, who has authority over the king? Only God, right? That's it. So, when you, why are you afraid of the people? So that's a lie too. That's a lie too. Stop making excuses, Samuel. I mean, I'm um, Saul. 25. Now, therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not turn with thee. I don't want none of that lightning. For thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, Yahweh. Do you see? Listen. Now, maybe you'll understand my action better. Okay. If someone rejects God, I want nothing to do with them. Not, not one thing. My actions are clear. They're swift. It doesn't matter who it is. If someone rejects God, if they reject Jesus Christ, I'm, you are literally cut off from me. I want nothing to do with you. Because you're saying that my father, my savior, my king ain't good enough. You're saying they're not who they are. I want nothing to do with you at all. You are not even welcome in my home. Oh, my church. But if you want salvation, you want grace, you can get that in abundance once you repent and come back to the Father. And then we could be friends again. But if you're going to blaspheme my God, my Savior, we ain't got nothing in common. We good. Keep it moving. 26 to close this chapter out and Samuel said unto Saul I will not return with thee for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord Yahweh and the Lord have rejected thee from being king over Israel now if we keep reading 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 we, we know that um, Saul would repent and that he would Samuel would go with him once he repented amen, amen. so well, we, we got some things here okay so one, Yahweh is fighting against the Amalekites, okay? He sends that out. He says, go fight these people who are wicked, who did you wrong, who are no good, who will not repent, who hate me. Fight them. Amen? Fight them. Then you got one person who hates God. We all know his name, right? Satan. That's it. The fallen angels. That's your enemy, Okay? Everyone else he just uses, okay? Because they're evil and they hate God. And they hate Yahweh and his people. That's a religious war, okay? We got that going on right now. Two, Saul turned it into a war of greed and money. Okay, I want you to see that. He turned it into a war of greed and money because he liked what he saw and he took, which caused him to disobey God and, be, and, and um, lead his self into witchcraft and idolatry. Okay. Three. Okay. Now it's per, it's a personal war because personal warfare because Saul disobedience to Yahweh and his obedience to Satan 
his true enemy, is warring against Saul, and he can't even see it. He can't even see Satan attacking him. Just like most of you can't. Just like most of you can't. Can't even see when he's putting up an attack. Causing him to be disobedient and to commit witchcraft and stubbornness, which is idolatry and idol worship, which leads to Saul being rejected by God. Hmm. And not having the power to lead the people because he can't even lead his own life. Can't even lead his own life. He can't even fight a war within himself. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. How about you? Do you see Satan put on an attack? Hmm? Your armor of God will protect you. If you have it on, if you keep it on. Does he cause you to go into a spirit? Does he cause you to go into spiritual warfare? You know he does. You know he does. This is why we wear the armor of God. Ephesians 6, 10. To fight in wars. Because God is a God of war. And peace. Again, where there is no war, you cannot have peace. Exodus 21. Exodus 21, verse 12. Let's talk about manslaughter a little more. Let's talk about um, murder and killing and stuff like that for a second. Because I don't want my um, veterans or the people in the army serving this great country, the ones that um, have that skill set to give us the freedom that we need. I don't want them to be labeled as murderers, okay? So, um, Exodus 12, Exodus 21, verse 12. If they have a say, glory to God. He that smiteth a man so that he die shall... Be utterly put to death. This is with fonions. Okay? This is with fonions. This is with premeditated murder. Okay? That's against the law. You can't do that. Okay? Again, that's not what our wars are about. 13. If a man lie, not in wait, but God deliver him into his hand, then I will appoint thee a place whether he shall flee. Now, I want to say this to you. If someone happens to be chopping wood and an axe flies off because they didn't take care of their tools properly, okay, and it ends up hitting someone in the head and they end up dying, okay? That's not murder. That's an accident. Amen? That's an accident. The people involved, what God's saying, the people involved are going to be upset. The family's going to be upset. They're going to probably try to phone yonts, murder the person who caused the accident. He's saying, I will give you a place to go until things cool down, until cooler heads prevail, till wisdom takes place. Amen? He wants you to see that. Um, he wants you to see that he is just in fear in everything that he does. And he knows when something's a mistake. And he knows when something 
is not a mistake. Okay? That's why he's judge. That's why he's God. That's why he's God. War is war. Meaning, there's a bad side to war and there's a good side to war. What's the good side to war? The good side to war is that war, when it's over, and when the right people win, is going to cause peace. It's going to stop bloodshed. Okay? It's going to stop um, poverty. It's going to stop... Um, um, pillaging and all that other stuff. The evil person is going to be taken away. Amen? The bad side of the war is if a war is being fought without a good side, it's, it's only bad. Okay? And that war is going to keep going and people are going to keep dying over and over and over again and nothing's going to change until someone good steps in. Okay? More than likely, God or the free nations step in. Amen? I want you to see that. Deuteronomy 20. Deuteronomy 20, verse 16. A lot of people, innocent people die in war. Okay? A lot of innocent people die in war. God doesn't change, though. And I want you to see that God does not change. Okay, if he told um, Saul to destroy them, infant, child, animals, the kings, the people, the women, everything, destroy them all. There's nothing new under the sun today. Because if you think about this for a second, if so, if if you got a group of people and they're plotting terrorism, they're plotting terrorism, right, in a country filled with sand. And they're plotting terrorism, right? And the people in, and the people part of that terrorist group is plotting terrorism. And the free nations, God's army, don't step in. We gonna have a problem. You know how fast that's gonna spread, huh? It's gonna spread like wildfire. We have to step in. There has to be war to eradicate any evil. Amen. Innocent people's going to die, yes. But how innocent are they? How innocent are they? Because if that country is only producing little terrorists, okay, why, why is a five-year-old holding a machine gun? Hmm? Why is a, a eight-year-old not a worker grenade or a rocket launcher? Hmm? Why? Because it's that bad over there. It's that bad. That's what they're, they're raised, they're breeding them to be wicked, to be evil. All of them aren't like that, okay? But most of them are bad. They're raising them to do that. So the next generation can continuously go on and on and on. There's always going to be war. Always. Until our Lord and Savior returns and put an end to it. And put an end to it. Deuteronomy 20, 16. If you have a say glory to God. Watch this. But of the cities... Of these people which the Lord Yahweh thy God doth give thee for an inheritance, thou shalt save alive nothing that breatheth. What? Nothing that breatheth. God saying, go into there. Go, 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 go. And wipe these people out. But thou shalt utterly destroy them, namely, this is who he wants them to destroy. The Hittites, the Amorites, the the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. The Jebusites are actually the people who owned Jerusalem until David took it over. We need that city. 
the city of peace, right? The city of peace. As the Lord Yahweh thy God hath commanded thee, saying, do what you're told. That they teach you not to do after the abominations which they have done unto their gods, their false gods. So shall ye sin against the Lord your God. So he's saying, go in there, destroy them utterly. I'm giving you the land. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. Why? Because prophecy has to be fulfilled. Prophecy has to be fulfilled. If we never would have took this land, how would Jesus Christ be born in Bethlehem? Amen. If we never would have took the land, how could Jesus Christ be born in Bethlehem? Right? <laughs> That's funny. Right? Here we go. He couldn't be because it was owned by someone else. So we had to take it. Okay? Prophecy must be fulfilled. Jesus Christ had to come. Amen? He had to come. So I want you to see here that there is war for any country that is against Yahweh's ways. Okay, and we know that America is of God, and we will fight. We will send the jets to to do to do a thing, to, to do a thing. We will send the Navy SEAL to do a thing. We will send the we will send the Marines to do a thing. We will send the Air Force to do a thing. We will send the Army to do a thing. Understand that to eradicate evil, so we can keep our freedom in the name of Jesus. Amen. He will allow them to terrorize themselves. God will. He will allow those countries to terrorize themselves. But not those who follow his holy ways. Not his countries. Okay? He won't allow that. Watch this. I'm going to read a little further here. And um, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy um, 20. Where did I stop at? Let's go with verse 18. That they teach you not to do after their abominations, which they have done unto their gods, so should ye sin against the Lord your God. When thou besieged the city a long time and making war against it to take it, thou shalt not destroy the trees. Watch this. Thou shalt not destroy the trees thereof by forcing an axe against them. For thou mayest eat of them, and thou shalt not cut them down. For the tree of the field is man's life to employ them in the siege. So, what he's saying here about these trees, I, I thought this was interesting because um, we need trees. Okay, We need trees for oxygen. We need trees for everything. We need trees to eat from. Trees are our life source. Amen. And when you cut them down, you're removing a life source. Okay. So you only cut down. Okay. I'm going to throw this to you. You only cut down what's not a life source. Amen. And if someone's being a terrorist, if someone's causing war against our world and the free nations, you cut them down because they're not a life source. Amen. Let's go. Let's go to Malachi 3. Malachi 3, verse 1. 
talk about the war that's coming. Okay? Let's talk about the war that's coming to you. Now, we talked about the war that lives with, with, within you. Okay? But we're going to talk about a war that's coming and how you can't even fight in that war if you're if your inner part, your inner person is not, if, if it's not right, you can't fight in the war. Okay? God can't use you. He can't use you. And you want to be used by your father. So Malachi 3, 1, if you have a say, glory to, glory to God. Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant. Now we know that this messenger is John the Baptist. Okay. It is John the Baptist. And John the Baptist would um, prepare the way for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at his coming. Amen. But there's also other messengers. Okay. That I want to pull out to you here. God's elect that will also prepare the way for the coming, the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're not in the right mindset, if you haven't had the victory over self, okay? Meaning, if you don't have a peace of mind, okay? You're going to have a problem, a huge problem in this war. Because if you don't have a peace of mind, that means your mind's scattered. That means it goes here, it goes there, it goes here, it goes everywhere. Okay? Your mind's not stable. God's saying, I'm showing you how to give peace. Christ would even say in the book of John, he says, I give you peace. Not as the world give you peace, but I give you peace. I give you the peace. Okay? Again, you can't have that peace without war first. You must change within Okay, that's the war I'm speaking of. And it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. But now that you have the gun that just obliterates Satan, the word of God, now that you have the sword that just obliterates him, why are you using anything else? Why are you tolerating him? Watch this. He said, I will send my messenger, even the um, messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord Yahweh of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? Those people with this truth. Those people with a peace of mind. Those people with war on the brain. See? If you don't have, I got war on my brain. I constantly got war on my brain. Okay? It's a constant thing for me. And I, at the same time, I have peace. At the same time, I have peace. Okay? At the same time, I have peace. I got a war in my brain because I know what I must do in life. I know how I must bruise the head of the serpent. I must um, do my part to prepare the way for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I got war on my brain constantly. When I step out these doors, I got war on my brain. When I wake up in the morning, I got war on my brain. When I lay down and go to sleep, I got loving on my brain then. But when I, but when I wake up, okay? When I wake up, I got war on my brain, okay? <laughs> I got war on my brain. <clears throat> That's what you got. You got to understand. There's always time for love. Here we go. You got to love your wife or your husband. It's extremely important. 
Got to have war on your brain. Verse 2. But who may abide the day of his coming? Question. And who shall stand when he appeareth? Question. For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. No, fuller's, that's perm, friend. Okay? That's straight perm. That's straight. You read the back of a perm box, an old perm box. Does that, people still use that? Uh, you use the, you read the back of the ingredients. Fuller soap is real. It will straighten anything out. Okay? I'm telling you right now. And that's what he's saying here. Okay? For he is like a refiner's fire. What is, what do you do when you put gold in the fire? God says, I'm going to put you in the fire. You're going to come out shining bright. Amen? All that gross, that, that green garbage is going to fall right off. And you're going to shine brilliantly. Amen? That's what he's saying here. Okay? That's what he's saying. And then, on top of everything else, what's crooked, I'm going to make straight with that full of soap. Amen? And who's going to be able to stand that? Who? That's a war in itself. Think about the battle of that. Okay? If you leave a permit too long, what's going to happen? You're going to burn out. Amen? Leave it too long, you're going to burn out. I know. Okay? <laughs> I know. Okay. I had a head full of hair at one time. And I was trying to impress my wife, getting the perm, and it didn't work out. Left it in too long. I didn't read the box. Then I'm joking. <laughs> that would be a shame, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's funny, though. But no, it it'll get you right, amen. Who's gonna Who's gonna be able to stand through everything about themselves, through everything um, that makes them crooked? When Christ is trying to make you straight, amen. When He's trying to make you your line just be even, okay. Make you straight in life, okay. Some people still want to be curled up. Some people still want to be all wiggly, right? No, he's saying, I need you straight, because I need you straight on. Amen? He's saying, I need you to go through the fire. That's life. That's a war within itself. Okay? I need you to come out shining brilliantly with my spirit. Amen? There's a war coming. Prepare yourself for it. Prepare yourself for it. Three. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. Yeah, that's, that's that gold. That's that silver that he puts in the fire. And all that green garbage, that gook, comes off. Do you know you can't if that if you if you ever hold a real piece of gold in your hand, a gold bar, okay? Or gold from the earth that you found, okay? And you have it, it's a whole bunch of like green moss up there, okay? If you've never seen it, look it up, right? And you can't scrub that off. You can't use a sponge with a scrubber. You can't use a screwdriver or a tool to get it off. It has to go in the fire. It has to. It, it has to go in the fire. has to go in the oven. Okay? In order for that stuff to come off, you have to go in the oven in order for change. You have to go in the oven to shine brightly. You have to go in the oven. Literally go in the oven. That's what God does. That's exactly what he does. And he shall sit as a refiner, a purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, his priest, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may 
offer unto the Lord Yahweh an offering in righteousness, not according to their righteousness, but according to his righteousness. Amen. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord Yahweh as in the days of old and as in the former years. When? It says the former, this is funny because the former years, when was it ever pleasing to God? It was, it was never pleasing because they always did it wrong. They always messed up. Okay? He's speaking first earth age. He's speaking first earth age. And I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against false swearers, against those that oppress the hireling in wages and the widow, not against the widow, but against those who oppress the widow and the fatherless, those who are not there for their children. He's saying, I'm against you. And that turn aside the stranger from his right. What right? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And fear not me, those who don't fear me, because if you don't fear God, you're going to do whatever you want to do in life. Okay? Reverence stops stupidity. Amen? It just does. Reverence stops stupidity. Understand that. Reverence changes the way you think. Saith the Lord Yahweh of hosts, for I am Eashaia, the Lord Yahweh. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob, ye are not consumed when my war comes because you got your mind right. You've been through the fire. You made peace within yourself and you're still ready to war against this one who comes first. Praise God. Yahweh said, I am against the people okay, who turn my people against me or away from me. I will make war against them. Okay? I will make war against them. I will make war against those that don't um, fear me. That don't fear me enough to change. I am sending the king of peace. Jesus Christ himself, our Lord. To bring in my peace by causing war. Christ was saying in the book of Matthew. He would say, I, don't, I didn't come to bring peace. I don't come to bring peace. He says, I come to bring war. I came, I came to bring a sword. He says, I came to bring war. I came to bring war against your daughter and your mother, against your son and your dad, against your son and your mom, against your daughter and your dad. I came to bring war. How are you going to live your life? I came to bring war. Revelation 19. We're going to zoom through this, so just stay with me. Revelation 19. This is that war he's speaking of here. Let's get it. Let's get some more truth. Pre preparing the beds, the seeds of your mind. The seeds of your mind. To take all this in. So that you are refined. Revelation 19.1. Revelation 19.1. You know what we got here. The heavenly host praise God. If you have a say glory to God. Glory to God. 
And after these things, I heard a great voice. So let me tell you what after these things are. The great whore. She, that one who calls herself no widow, but says, I am a queen. She's waiting on Antichrist. Okay. Says, I am a queen. I am no widow. Meaning, my king is here. No, your false king is here. Okay. It ain't the true king. It ain't Jesus Christ. Okay. So you think after these things, because God dealt with her instantly as she is destroyed. Watch this. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, that's hallelujah in the Greek, salvation and glory and honor and power unto our Lord God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged that great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and have avenged the blood of his saints after her hand. She caused all of them to go astray and she murdered them. Fonyance. Because she's in a war with anything or anyone who is for God. She's not in a war with falsehood. Falsehood is going to be falsehood. Okay? She's not in a war with the world. The world's going to be the world. Okay? She's in a war with those, with God's elect. She's in a war against anything that is of God. Amen? And God says, I had enough. And again, they cried, Hallelujah! And her smoke rose up forever and ever. That just means she's blotted out. There's no more. Queen of Babylon. She's done. Queen of confusion. Yes, she is. Satan's Satan's own whore. Four. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. That gives me chills. And a voice came out of the throne saying praise God all ye his servants and ye that fear him both small and great do you hear that ye that fear him that reverence him that love him that respect him that honor him when people don't revere God when they do not have any fear towards God and Jesus Christ and the word of God and what the word of God says in the Bible They have no place in God. It says, as we just read in Malachi, okay, they will, he will make war against them. Praise God. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, many peoples. That's what waters is translated in Revelations. Waters is peoples. And many waters as a voice of mighty thundering, saying, hallelujah. Now, now, if this ain't war, if this waters ain't translated people, waters can't say hallelujah. Amen? Saying, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. He does not change. He is all power. Amen? Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife, who are you? Are you his wife? Have made herself ready. Are you ready? And I ain't talking ready to be raptured away because that ain't real. I'm talking ready for the war that's coming. We ain't going nowhere. Listen, when, when there's a shot in the air, we don't run from it. We go towards it. Amen. We are of the army of God. Glory to God. Let that shot come. That sixth trump. Let it come. Let it come. And then our Lord and Savior Jesus comes three and a half, three months later. Praise God. Eight. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, that wife, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints, those set aside ones who do the will of the living God, his elect. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Are you called to it? 
Do you carry a sword? Are you, are you covered with the armor of God? Are you prepared for a battle that's coming? Which most, which the world is not prepared for. The world is not prepared for this war. They are not. They are looking for an antichrist that looks like a, some type of something out of a creep show. They are not prepared. They're looking for a horns and a, and a red suit dragon and a tail. No, they're looking for a president or somebody. No, no. I'm telling you, Antichrist is going to look just like Jesus Christ. That's why his name is called Antichrist instead of Christ in the Greek. Don't marry the wrong Christ. Because then you're playing checkers, not chess. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, I, I am thy fellow servant. This would be Jeremiah. And of thy brethren that have a testimony of Jesus, word of, of Jesus, worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Do you understand what you have? Hmm? Do you understand where you are? Do you understand what you have? You have the spirit of prophecy. Amen. The war. You have ammo. Straight ammo. Amen. And I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. This is our savior. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true because he is. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Now let me tell you something. If Jesus Christ was coming to bring peace as the Antichrist is going to claim he's going to do. Okay. If Jesus Christ is coming to bring peace, why is there fire in his eyes? Hmm? There's only fire in your eyes when you come in for war. Amen. He's not like, I'm here to bring you peace. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no one's gonna anybody gonna be like, um, you ain't Jesus. He's here to bring war. And he has people in his army. Amen. Be in that army. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his eye and his name is called the Word of God. Do you know it? Because if you know it, you know him. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, clean and white. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. War against who? The nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treaded the winepress of his fierceness and the wrath of God Almighty. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ himself. No one else has that name but Jesus Christ. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowl that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Now, why are they gathering themselves together to the supper of the great God? This is why. Because at the seventh trump, when Jesus Christ returns, we all turn to our spiritual bodies. Just like that, at the drop of a dime. At the blink of an eye. Okay? First, um, First Thessalonians and the book of Corinthians declare it.
okay? And Zechariah, we just went over this. And Zechariah declares it, how the whole, all the flesh sheds off of you instantly, okay? And you come into your spiritual body. Now, how you are raised, how you are raised, you you could be you could be um still liable to die, or you could be raised with ethanasia, with deathlessness, okay? It's your call, amen? But God's elect, we know who we are, and we know who we serve. So these animals... They are not changed until after the millennium because we need someone here to get rid of all this flesh that will be left over. The animals will feast. That means there's famines coming in this final generation because they're going to be extremely hungry. Okay? Extremely hungry. Praise God. 18. That ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast. That's that one world system that Satan will set up. And the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. So what you got here is you got Antichrist. You got that one world system. You know, and you, you know what these kings are? These are the false churches and their leaders. Okay? You got these false churches and their leaders all being led by Antichrist to go against he who comes at the seventh trump, which is Jesus Christ, with the army of the people and his elect from heaven and all the elect on earth at this time. Understand that. Okay? There is war. There is war. Should you worry? No, you're prepared for it. I am preparing you through the word of God. The power of God is preparing you. And the beast was taken. No problem. Lickety split. That's my new favorite word, lickety split. And the beast was taken. And with him, the false prophet. Now, the beast is that one world system that I just talked to you about. The false prophet is Antichrist. Translate that right there. It translates the false um, prophet. Antichrist instead of Christ, Satan himself, that office of Satan that wrought miracles before him. If you go back to Revelation chapter 10, you will hear about those miracles, which with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. Now that mark, mm, we did this whole message here, the mark of the beast. So the mark of the beast is not something that goes on your hand or on your head or on your body. It's not the 666. Okay. It's not, that's not the mark of the beast. That's Satan's number. Six, 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 trump, six, 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 vile. That's when he will appear. Okay. But the mark of the beast is not to have this knowledge of truth. If you don't have this truth, if you don't have this knowledge, you have the mark of the beast. It's just that simple. You will be deceived. Okay. 20 again. And the beast, that one word system was taken. And with him, the false prophet, Antichrist, that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image, these both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Praise God. Jesus Christ, the true king, is bringing war. Whose side are you on? Question. Who do you fight for? Do you know God Almighty Yahweh? Do you know the true Christ? He who comes first is a fake. He who is true and righteous and faithful comes at the seventh trump. 
If you don't understand that, you're in the wrong army. I'll tell you right now. And you're fighting for the wrong cause. But if you do understand that, more likely you are God's elect. Okay? And that's why you can hear me. And you have the armor of God on. But if you do not know the true Christ, prepare yourself for war. Prepare yourself for war. Prepare yourself for war. I'm going to skip all the way down to Revelation 21. And we're going to close. Revelation 21 verse 1. I'm going to get to this peace here. I want, I want this peace to be in your mind. Okay? Revelation 21 verse 1. If they have it, say glory to, glory to God. And closing. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Okay? This is newness. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. The heaven ages were passed away. And there was no more sea. We don't need the ocean anymore. We got water proceeding from the very throne of God. Amen. Amen. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, come down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adored for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. No more war. Just peace. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he saith unto me, Write for these words are true and faithful. And he saith unto me, it is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give him or her that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely, which proceeds from the throne of God. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God. And he shall be my son or daughter. But the fearful and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers, there you go, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers, and the idlers, and the liars, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, and there is no coming back from that. Let me tell you this, I ask you again, what army do you march in? Who do you report to? It best be Yahweh, the great I am, and our general and king, Jesus Christ himself. Because if you don't report to them, you're only reporting to Satan, whether you know it or not. Who controls your mind, causes you to think things and do things, to put things into perspective here. If you're not serving the living God, you are truly serving the devil and you are truly fighting in the wrong war. Are you ready? Don't don't lose your soul because you can't fight your battle within. Be the general and be the captain of your own ship. Amen. Don't lose your soul. It ain't it's not worth that. Okay? Your soul is worth fighting for. Again, there could be no peace without war first. And all. Okay? And I will tell you this. At all. There can be no peace without war. 
Remember, Christ is worth fighting for. What you love is worth fighting for. Your wife and your children and your family is worth fighting for. But more importantly, the truth in Yahweh and Jesus Christ is worth fighting for. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's what he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All going to pray to the Father and his Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.